Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, Happy New Year and welcome to 3309 and to episode 423 of Lave Radio, the show that's about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, second technician vending machine repair guy, Fozzer Forrester, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode are our head of health and safety, Mr. Ben Moss Woodward. Am I talking about what our Christmas presents was or am I talking about why we're... 11 minutes late. Just uh, You're not talking about either, considering okay, I know what right, your okay. favourite Christmas present was, even though you got it back in April. Uh, so, yes, we've also got uh, our staff liaison officer, uh, Psykit. Hello. Howdy. We've also got our chief archivist here at uh, Lave Station. That is Colin Ford, otherwise known as Phoenix Defire. Good evening. And we have the artist who can do amazing things with the SRV, and that is our Banksy stunt driver, Alex Turner. 3309. 3309. Who thought we'd survive this long? And in fact, with a Thargoid <laughs> War, maybe not many years later. Um, what we're going to do to kick off this show, uh, we are going to do a quick introductions round, as it is, in fact, a new year. And obviously, Christmas is just just uh, a very present memory. I would like to know what your favourite Christmas present that you received was this year, and also what you've been doing in-game. And I think... We'll go ladies first and start with Psychic. Oh, oh, um, I don't really I don't really play favourites. I got some nice stuff from some from some <laughs> lovely people. Um I also got COVID, so you know. Ooh. Um but um yeah, I've just been um battling battling that. Oh nice. And not really not really doing a huge, huge amount else because it um it genuinely did knock me knock me asunder as well um was that you all over the christmas yeah like um two two weeks before christmas um around that we came down with it and then um i was just um the added levels of fatigue that happened after 
after um covid just not me for six like pretty much all over christmas just about getting back into it um and stuff now but um um uh, in game just lots of thargoid combat <laughs> and are you winning or losing mainly on the thargoid combat i've made i've made um like two billion in the mm. last few days so i'd say that's winning sure <laughs> yeah we'll go with winning um colin what about you what have you been up to what was your favorite christmas present well um i have finally upgraded my graphics i now have a 27 inch bendy monitor oh nice yes uh which i got 100 quid off of amazon so i was even i was even more chuffed um so yes that's that's i'm actually able to up the resolution on elite dangerous now to um 25 i think it's 2500 something or other 1440p that's the one and uh yeah uh and it, it is it's like putting on a uh some corrective glasses after after you've been squinting at the screen it really is pretty when you say, good when you say bendy monitor is yes. it just sort of like a, a round sort of curved monitor or is it one of these ones where you can actually make it flat and then also bend it oh, back no, no, no. it's a curved monitor okay fine because that i only saw these bendy monitors a couple of weeks ago i didn't even realize they were a thing but no supposedly you can now bend um computer monica monitors yep yeah and i must admit it uh, yeah it's really i've been really in, enjoying exploring again and coming across some fantastic vistas so uh yeah absolutely enjoyed that what was the other question you were asking? Well, you probably just answered it, mate. I was asking you what you did in game, which was maybe oh, exploring. Well, and uh... I've, been, I've been trying to kill an Orthrus, and I haven't managed to yet. First time it it it, it basically uh, got me with the the field, so it ran away that time. Second time, I didn't have a beam laser beam lasers with me, so I couldn't get its shield down in time. So I just blew up the scouts, and I'm now on my third attempt, and I am determined to get that pesky off. It feels like you know the Dick Dastardly and Mutley stop the pigeon. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, but who are you playing with? And are you Dastardly or are you Mutley? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm probably Clunk. You know, the, <laughs> the one that tries to put things together and comes up with wacky things to stop things, and still doesn't work. <laughs> I love it. God, I haven't seen I haven't seen Stop the Pigeon in in a long time. It's probably Although, it's it's older than Psychic. Wasn't it actually not called that Stop I doubt. the Pigeon? It was called something like, you know, Dick Dastardly and his flying machines it's or something. Flying some things, yeah. Yeah. And not actually called Stop the Pigeon, even though we've called it Stop the Pigeon for like decades. Oh no, now you're gonna to have to make me look it up now. Yeah, well you I can do that and I'll go over to Alec and find out what uh, what Alec was up to over Christmas and what his favourite present was. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, what was my favorite? We had, I had quite a lot of chocolate, actually. People have my, have my number nicely now, so I get lots of chocolate. Um, I don't know if you, your sort of friends and family have started doing this, but we also received quite a lot of sort of, uh, like homemade hampers, you know, just selections from whatever Marks and Spencers, which is fine and it's great, except you've already, bought a houseload of christmas <laughs> treats you know cakes and biscuits and chocolates and things you wouldn't normally eat so you've got all that anyway and then you get <laughs> like two or three hampers worth more so um, our christmas food is just <laughs> going on and on and on that's not so bad is it? i mean cost of living crisis and everything you're probably now well set up until sort of food for yeah food we can just live on pickled walnuts and <laughs> <laughs> exotic brie and yeah god knows what else <laughs> 
Uh, what was my favourite Christmas present though was from my my wonderful wife, who's got me a. Um, I haven't booked the date for it yet, but it's a five day chair making course. Oh wow! Um, at the Western Burt Arboretum. So we went earlier in the year. We went to the Western Burt Arboretum, which is um, you know sort of nice day out, and you can go around look around all these fabulous trees. And there's like a an, a raised bridge, and we were on the bridge looking across the site, and we we spotted this little courtyard. And this group of people sitting around apparently making chairs. And it turns out it's a course you can book. And she's booked me on it. Wow, brilliant. So I'm going to attempt to make my own Windsor chair using traditional wood carving methods. No, man, you're going to have to let us know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. (laughs) And you're going to probably book that for the summer. Make myself a new computer chair. Screw all these fancy (laughs) ones. Yeah, Secret Labs have got nothing on yours. Yeah, just you wait. I'll carve. I'll carve elite, dangerous stuff into the <laughs> into the bare wood itself. Oh man, can't wait yeah. to see it from. Um, go on then. And in game, I actually I took a mild break from elite. So just before Christmas, I um, what did I do? Oh, I did a thing. People might have seen this, but I managed to get my SRV up onto a capital ship that was involved in a bit of Thargoid combat, which was great fun and then i haven't been able to repeat it i haven't seen one since which is really annoying how did but, you manage to do it just out of interest okay. i haven't seen so I, I don't know if anyone's seen this it's really rare but at the ground bases where you're sort of fighting around the, the the you know the planetary um ports very randomly it seems i've only seen it once and i've heard about four other people have seen it a capital ship will spawn in so this happened and i was looking and it was i suppose it was maybe 700 meters off the ground hard to gauge i suppose so what i did is landed my ship got my srv on the back of the ship dismissed the ship which pushes you know which boosts your srv upwards and then just managed to boost right up into the middle of this federal capital ship and then land on it (laughs) and then drive around it it was it was fantastic and you've got that on video yeah tell me about that on video I'll, Uh, i'll post it yeah i'll post it definitely post it yeah and then um yeah and then i stopped playing elite and and sort of took a break over christmas and i'm just getting back into it now oh it's a, a quite a nice segue because talking about getting back into it that's probably uh where i am at the moment so obviously after um hosting the show last week uh, i've been playing a bit trying to catch up and i have a lot to catch up on and psycho cow and and ben were very kind and and, and took me under their wing for some groundworks and showed me where to get changed and stuff and and took me on a few missions and and it was it was a really good fun actually i was quite surprised you know having only sort of watched from afar about the odyssey stuff i was amazed at how well it worked in terms of running on my pc and also just how much fun the you know the ground combat in a in a group of friends actually was um found the bullets and stuff a bit a bit spongy compared to what you're normally used to in you know the likes of fortnite and and call of duty and stuff but you know it worked reasonably well um we got into one instance where um the item that we needed to collect that didn't that didn't spawn correctly so that led to us sort of trying to kill each other in srvs um i managed to wipe out both psycho cow and ben uh in srv which it was great up until the point where i didn't realize that if you kill someone in their own srv obviously their ship disappears leaving you stranded on the uh on the planet's surface and the srv self-destructs so i kind of shot myself in the foot a bit there so that was uh that was good fun. Um, I think that and... they call that karma. <laughs> well, considering that, it's, I couldn't figure out what my keyboard layout was either. I couldn't figure out how to get out of the SRV in time as well. So I did absolutely blow myself to uh, to smithereens. Um, and then uh, I 
the best Christmas present? Well, well, probably the most interesting Christmas present I got this year was one of these air up bottles for for drinking water through. So the idea is that you know, a lot of your sense of taste comes through smell. And so they have like smelly capsules that go on the top of the bottle. And you don't actually need to have any sort of flavor in the water. And the, the, the flavor comes through this uh, this capsule. Um, and I'm pleasantly surprised. Combined with my son's uh, soda stream, I'm having fizzy water. And I've never drank so much water because it's actually quite refreshing and a pleasant taste. So, uh, yeah, so air up bottles. Um, not 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 as uh, stupid as they seem on the advert, I would say. Um, but I've just realised that actually we've gone through the entire crew and we started with Ben, but we didn't actually ask Ben about his Christmas or what he's been doing in games. So let's let's roll it back round to you, Ben, and uh, find out what is your best Christmas present and what you've been up to in game. It's all right, falls right out of shit Christmas anyway. Oh, that's okay. We can move on then. Great. <laughs> uh, like like Psychic, I was I was poorly just before Christmas. Um. And I, I I went home, but I was put immediately into quarantine. Mm. And basically, yeah, yeah, you, know, you you can go to the you stay stay there. You've got to pre-book bathroom appointments, <laughs> and we'll deliver your tea through a hole in the door. So hold on, um, did you get um did you get Christmas dinner delivered on a tray in bed? I got Christmas dinner delivered in a tray in bed. Wow. And frankly, <laughs> it was the best Christmas ever. No arguments. <laughs> no stress. I watched Indiana Jones 1 and 2. Um, I didn't even have to do the dishes. It was amazing! <laughs> uh, and what was your best Christmas present, bud? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably... The present I've had the most use out of was the uh, my brother-in-law got me Spider-Man Remastered, which mm. um, after after quarantining, I got kicked back down to Birmingham a couple of days before I was meant to be going, but that's basically meant I've been giving myself calluses on my thumbs because I've been playing Spider-Man Remastered since I got back down to Birmingham. Because um, I, I don't usually have three or four days to actually sit down and play games. It's, I mean, it's a great game. I've played it on the PlayStation 5. It's awesome, as is the um, uh, Mars Morales one. But I got both of them. Um, I don't know what the PlayStation one's like, obviously, because I've not played that one. But yeah, it's very, very good. Uh, really, really enjoying it. Um, I would say you want to use a gamepad for it, but that's fine. Totally. I've got one. Yeah. Um, and also, I can those air up bottles. We've got them as well. And you're right; they are absolutely blooming amazing. Uh, and yeah. it's weird because it's like I know I'm drinking water, but it smells of lime, <laughs> and it tastes of lime. That's the yeah, weird thing. It's, it's, so, like, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it is absolutely this, freaky. It's it's but it's brilliant. Yeah, we we love we love them and it's great. So strong recommendation of that. And and yeah, I wish I just wish they'd sponsor us. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Or in fact, yeah. anybody sponsor us apart from yeah, Caliban McGrath. Um, <laughs> okay, but um, in which case, if you wish, guys, you can you can join us live. We are hanging out in game. I think some of us are still hanging out in game anyway. Uh, we're in open and we are at the Orange Sidewinder Bar near uh, Planet Lave. Um, and if you can't get in game, you can also join us on the Twitch chat channel, uh, which you can access through laveradio.com forward slash live and clicking on live chats. And I think those messages and all the other messages from all the other places that we stream out live uh, do appear to us as we're recording. So uh, if there's anything interesting you want to drop in the chat, then by all means do so. And we will probably mention it on the show. Uh, so the plan for tonight, we've got... Um, 
development news, which obviously is probably a little bit light on the ground considering the festive period. Uh, we've got some in-game events and what's been going on in-game. And then our main topic for today is going to be uh, a little bit of a, a look back on the year that was um, and talk about the stuff that we uh, that we had for the last year and have a little bit of discussions around that. So let's have a look. Let's kick off with, um, well, there's, there's, there's precious little here in our show notes, but have there been any sort of development updates uh, from the devs this week, or has it literally been radio silence due to the festive period? It's been radio silence. It has, there, there's, the, yeah, there, there hasn't been anything. There's been a couple of things on Twitter from uh, everybody, uh, so wishing everybody happy Christmas and New Year. Although there was one mention yeah, that got go a there. certain Alec Turner. There was. I was mode. hoping you might mention that. Yeah, yeah. So, go, go there. <laughs> so Tom Cool on December the thirty first. Um, Tom is um, a frontier developer. He's done a lot of work. He's, he's been on some of the live streams actually, um, and he did a lot of work on things like the SRV, and then later with Odyssey on the tutorial and stuff like that. He posted, and I will quote this verbatim: "Twenty twenty three resolution brackets not a promise." Close brackets. <laughs> get racing into elite exclamation mark i mean that's exciting isn't it it is i mean not just for the buckyball side of things but i mean there's all sorts of you know there's all sorts of vehicles in in elite that you could think about maybe you'd want to go racing racing on foot i quite like the idea you can almost have like an iron man where you have to do a certain amount on foot jump into an srv and then finish it off in a ship or something like that. It's just, oh, it's just. I mean, there's there's, there's a world of possibility in, in, in what he even vaguely intends. You know, it could be tools to help the. You know, a lot of my sort of racing buddies are hoping for tools to help race organisers make races, like you know, gates that you can deploy. Um, but it may be something as simple as taking those gates in the tutorial and just creating a a set of you know, half a dozen hand-placed sites where you can race around those and set timers. Uh, we shall see. Yeah. Probably, I mean, probably, probably nothing, to be honest. I mean, I don't know how much clout Tom's got in dictating it, what he works on. Probably not do, you, do you not think we're more likely to get a confetti cannon before we get a, a <laughs> get those tools, though? That's the one thing. Yeah, Bless well, why, Tom. Not, why not both? Confetti Bless cannon when Tom you cross the finish line. Confetti, com, confetti cannon when you go through the line. Exactly. Exactly. And let's be honest, if you have a you know flags for the finishing line, that's gotta be, you know, microtransactions. You can definitely decorate those so you know, you can buy different skins for, for finishing line flags. So there's a monetary stream involved as well if they wanted to do it that way. Um but here was the question. So I was I was thinking about this. Would you want it say it was gonna be in um in SRVs, would it have to be the same SRVs? So, you know, the speed was the same, same with the ship, would it have to be a yeah, a vanilla ship. If you're going to do organised racing with an elite, would you have to have it sort of pared down, or would you want it to be like Formula One, where you could basically sort of do another? I, I dread to say it, another round of engineering to engineer your racing ship. Interesting. I mean, we're safe with the SRV because there is only well, there's two SRVs, but you can't do anything to them to make them faster. So that's that's a safe bet. Ships. You see, I think from a technical standpoint, I suspect it would be hard for Frontier to to do anything other than let you race in whatever the hell you want, don't you think? I don't, I don't know, because if you think about... Um, uh, uh, C, C, is it CQC? Uh, yeah, it could be a separate game mode. I hope yeah. it's not that. I, 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 I don't I, want, no, really no. hope it's not that. 
don't right, don't do right. that, Frontier. If you're listening, don't do don't do a separate thing. Frontier, don't listen to this show. They haven't for years. It's all right. We can, <laughs> we can say whatever the hell we want. We can move on. <laughs> Yeah, well, you see, maybe it's somebody's New Year's resolution. You know, New Year's resolution at Frontier is to is to listen to Lave Radio again, and it's just like, oh no, we'll switch that off now. Um, but no, I mean, you could you could put it into CQC. There's a whole load of things you could do within you the CQC actually, right. um, scenario where you go through the. I mean, they've oh, already yeah. got the gates and stuff already set up, so you could do that quite easily. I would think. Oh. Whilst I'm with to... Alec, that I wanted in the main game. If they actually tied it in with a relaunch of CQC as a as a free download with skins that were microtransactions and spectator mode and a proper re revigorating of CQC, I could get behind that. I can see it. I can see it as CQC. Actually, you could have a whole esports, you know, CQC yeah. arena and CQC yeah. racing. Damn, yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. No. <laughs> I, I, I watched it in game, though. <laughs> Colin, what do you think? Uh, wasn't CQC standalone anyway? You could get it for free eight before. You could briefly. They shut so it down. Five pounds. Oh, it was five pounds. I thought they gave it away for free. I thought they did as well. Yeah. It was originally five pounds. They might have eventually given it away for free. Yeah, well, it didn't do any good because, unfortunately, the matchmaking... Yeah, you need matchmaking for CQC. You need people playing for there to be matchmaking, Colin. Yeah. That's the well, no, it's just, the <laughs> lobby was the, the lobby needed something. You, you needed the lobby to be able to set up your own games and be able to connect to other people. People didn't. People wanted to play the games, except you'd never, you'd never seem to be in the match with the people you wanted to be. Yeah, and then, yeah, I, I mean, you do. You need. Pa- you need to be able to form your party. But as Sai also says, you do need a pool that you can just dive into for mm. you know, as oh, is it Warzone that calls it quick matches or whatever it is, or Overwatch or something? Yeah. Well you know, like, the... I can play team versus team and I and I know what I'm getting, or I can just jump into a quick match and I don't give a monkeys. Yeah, but unfortunately with all these kind of arena shooter things, they have a, a limited lifetime on them. If you look at X-Wing Squadrons, which it, it, sorry, Star Wars Squadrons, it's still one of my favourite games, but you try and get a multiplayer match now, um, you either end up with people that will just kick your butt, left, right and centre, or you end up with nobody. Yeah. It, and it's it's one of the it's one of the lifetime things with the with these arena shooters, I'm afraid. Although, which is a bit of a shame because I really do love a good CQC session when I'm not getting massacred by musketeer. <laughs> I'm just trying to think back to when we actually there has been racing in the game. So obviously we've got the buckyball, which is which is awesome. But I'm thinking of uh, ship racing. Didn't Kate Russell do a, a race around um, one of the space you, stations? You had the elite races and things. Yeah, yeah. they're still going actually. I mean, they're yeah. still going. There's a lot of crossover between the elite yeah. races and buckyball. Uh, the Hammers of Slough used to do the destruction derby around the. Um, that was it. Yeah, they, they used to fly around the uh, the docking port at uh, Slow station and switch uh was it switch crimes off and and it's basically it's the last one standing was the one one who won the race so you know i think that might be a a comeback (laughs) alec yeah you just reminded me actually i said i didn't play elite over christmas that's a lie actually we did have a get together was it on the 31st might have been on the 31st um a little impromptu buckyball get together uh i think we had 
half a dozen of us. And what we did is we went to one of those um, planetary ports, the big round ones that have the the arms all sticking out from the, the outside of the, the city. Mm-hmm. And we basically had three SRVs start one side and three start the other. And you had to drive around the outside of the city by bouncing across those arms. And then it was a destruction derby. So <laughs> so when you saw one of the other team coming your way, you basically aimed straight for them and tried to get mid-air SRV collisions. One Honestly, of which how, how did you get the how did you get the SRVs onto the station? You can just hop up onto those arms with the with the boost in, in if it's low enough gravity you can just hop up driving around bouncing across his arms is quite tricky but we've done it before so the six folks that were there was sort of we were okay with doing that and the fun bit was then waiting for somebody else coming the other way <laughs> so you basically recreated um oh what's the what's the race car track things that hot right hot wheels you basically guess... recreated the hot wheels smash in the yeah. middle yeah I concept guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shields and no repairs allowed. <laughs> it didn't last very long, but it was good fun. Oh, cool. I wouldn't mind seeing a video of that as well. You need to re- redo that if you haven't recorded it, just so that everybody else can have a good laugh. I'll post that in chat as well. <laughs> um, cool. Well, for something that was supposed to be a bit of a throwaway to- topic, I think it's quite clear that, uh, yes, it's a massive thumbs up, Tom. If if you have any sort of sway in this, that uh, we would very much like to see racing of any sort of description thrown into uh, into the main game. And also a little bit, you know, I would quite like to see it as a standalone game as well. So uh, if that is possible for, for this year, that would be amazing. Um, cool. Any other dev news or is that it? I think that's it, isn't it? Really, that's it. I think that's it. So let's uh, let's move on to in-game events and and what's been happening over the, the festive period. Well, on the fifteenth of December, just before the the the, the big man came, we had the uh, community goal. Uh, where we had to try and get uh, established manufacturing bases at various locations in the core system. Uh, That was completed, and thanks to those efforts, uh, we now have the following weapons available for purchase. So we have the enhanced uh, AX multi-cannon, which is turreted. We have the enhanced AX missile rack, which is turreted. And we have the enhanced AX multi-cannon, which is fixed at the moment. And... All of these, obviously, for those people that haven't got into the Thargoy stuff yet, is available at the rescue ships, uh, which you can find via the galactic map filter. Um, I must admit, this isn't something I've got into yet, but uh, it's the next thing that, uh, that I'm trying to do. I've got my chieftain up and running, um, and I'm going to need a bit of help from you guys to uh, to sort of kit it out and figure out exactly how to take down a Thargoid, because I've still yet to see a Thargoid in-game, so uh, I am way, way behind the curve on this one, but... In terms of those weapons, for those people that do fight the Thargoids, are they a, a massive improvement? Are these things that are going to swing the balance? It's probably um, Colin and Psychic that are going to be the ones to answer this one. I haven't used them. Haven't uh, used yeah. them? Yeah. Uh, the, the thing about these ones is that their only main advantage is that you can still use them in Maelstrom systems and in HIP 24360. Um, yeah, because the... In those systems, the Guardian weapons are, are basically disabled. Um, if you've got Guardian weapons, these things aren't better than Guardian weapons. But if you are, if you don't want to do the Guardian grind, they are a decent alternative. So yeah, they're terrific I, scouts, I would say. If you want to, do oh, a bit of good scouts, grief! Yes, they, they they cut through the scouts like at a phenomenal rate. But um, although I must admit, with the enhanced 
uh, missile racks and uh, multi cannons. I did manage to solo my first Cyclops over the weekend, so um, that that's that's a new one for me. I've only managed to get take out Cyclopses before as part of a team, uh, so goodness knows how I'm going to stand against a, a Basilisk. Okay, I was going to say, so I'm going to play the noob noob card here, even though I'm not noob, but re-entering noob. Um, the Scout's obviously the lowest level of Thargoid. Yes. Then what's next? Then what's next? Well, then what's next? Well, you see, you stand up. You got your standard Marauder Scouts, right? And then you've got uh, the Inciter, uh, the Regenerator, and um, oh, I can't remember what the the, the other alternative Scouts are because they they've got all special abilities that make the Could Marauders. Explain the special abilities to Cop to Foz. Yeah. Okay. Healing for a generator, surprisingly enough. Inciter makes them more aggressive. And, and what's the third one? I can't remember that one now. Berserker I... in chat. Berserker, that's that one that one fires off the caustic missiles. Oh, that's the one that fires off the caustic missiles. Yeah. That's the one that I hate more than anything. Cool, good to know. Yeah. So if you if you want if you want normally I have a, a plan, I take out the regenerators first, then the berserkers, then the uh, uh inside in inciters and then finally take take out the marauders so that that's your priority list of targets uh then you have the cyclops interceptor which is the the one with the least amount of hearts uh and then you have the basilisk which has one more heart a lot more armor and basically it moves it's incredibly fast <laughs> then you have the medusa which is basically brown pants and then <laughs> Basically, you have the Hydra, which is double brown pants. <laughs> I don't think I've got enough brown pants to even take on the uh, the scouts. If I'm honest, at the moment, I've, I'm, I'm terrified Actually, of seeing my have, first Thargoid. If you if you got yourself a couple of the uh, gimbaled uh, AX multi cannons, shove them on front on the front of a Cobra Mark III, uh, and then go scout hunting. You'll probably have a great laugh. What? How quickly I could die? Well, no, actually, you'll find that they they will um, you will have a good time shooting scouts, and uh, yeah, I I would recommend that. Is that boy yeah. scouts as well as girl scouts? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh-huh. Um, Shoot them right in the wokel. <laughs> cool. Well, wow. we'll come back onto weapons in a in a bit, actually, because there has been an update on uh, on weapons. Um, just recently, but uh, Super Cruise Factor. So this was mentioned. Um, in game is that Thargoids are now pulling commanders from in-system supercruise as well as from hyperspace and that they begin to fire on you immediately. Has this happened to anyone? Yeah, that's been going on since the Maelstroms have arrived. Uh, That's that's not new news. That's not new news. Is it just new that they put it in game? Yeah, Oh, yeah, they probably did an article about it going, oh yeah, yeah, hey, we found this out. Yeah, there was an article saying, you know, we, we found this out and admitting it's been happening for a while... And just finally actually telling the civilian population, I guess. Uh, cool. Uh, the Voice of the Empire, uh, the in-game, uh, in-game article about the fact that uh, people are starting to protest about the Thargoids and you know, almost like China, the, uh, the Empire are not adverse to uh, having some, some, uh, some uh, protests, which is not normal for the Empire. And uh, Emperor Arissa came out and gave a speech to calm people down and, and rally them up. Um, I must admit, this is the first bit of, sort of I got engaged with the uh, the writing on this. And actually, the writing is, is really good for these uh, Thargoid stories. 
coming back into the game, I was quite uh, I was quite uh, impressed by it. Yeah, Galnet in general has been really brilliant over the last year or so. Yeah, it's vastly improved. When it went away, everybody realised how much they missed it. And Opposite, when it came, no, what? I don't feel like that. I was like, oh, we're never going to need it. Never going to want it back. But we did, and when it oh came hell back, yeah, we did. <laughs> and when it came, yeah, it did gangbusters when it came back. So they're, they're, that should keep um, <laughs> the two writers happy. <laughs> I was going to say, how many writers do we know? How many writers there are doing Galnet? At least Hennessy and Hannah. I don't mm-hmm. know about the other ones. I don't know if there's any more. But they're basically knocking out the park at the moment. Um, Hennessy yeah. does a lot, lot like Ben Hennessy does like all the the overarching stuff. Hannah um, writes a lot of the Galnet articles. I'm sure there's probably a couple more people in that team um, to um, like flesh out stuff. But um, the two that mostly appear on um, uh, Friendship Lives um, are um, Ben Hennessy and Hannah, whose ne- whose surname I can never remember. Well, I mean, it, it's great writing, but it's 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 funny in the way that it's it's sort of mirrored what's been going on. I say the the protests in uh, the empire sort of reminded me straight away of the stuff that's going on with China and and the other one that came out on the twenty sixth of December, which is you know uh, the, the talk that uh, the federation has to protect the independent um, uh, independent states as well, uh, basically saying that uh, we need to protect the independence in order to protect ourselves. That was Shadow President Felicia Winters, uh, and it's just like hmm. There's kind of many parallels to a certain country in in next to Russia at all. Well, and and this is the thing, and this is the sort of rhetoric that we hear coming out of the uh, the US at the moment in terms of justifying their increased spend to to help Ukraine. Is that you know by defending Ukraine, you know it's the first step of defending the United States and stuff. So the parallels there weren't weren't lost on me, but uh, it just shows how the uh, how how the writers are, you know, being um, well, just basically showing the parallels anyway. they're probably sitting there going, actually, no, we did, we did, we weren't thinking that at all. That was not what we were supposed to be drawing from. This is completely us and independent. But uh, yeah, it's it does seem to mirror what's going on in real life at the moment. Uh, okay, I think it's a coincidence, but um... yeah, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, um, time for ages. Uh, calls for ages to be brought back by the superpowers. So the Federation and the Alliance factions seem to be up for bringing back Aegis, but the Empire still being isolationist. Um, but the people saying that even two superpowers backing Aegis would be better than what we've currently got at the moment. Now, again, I've been out of game, so I take it they disbanded Aegis, did they? Oh, oh yes. I mean, that was the whole point behind the, the Azimuth saga, to, to be honest. Um, there was a couple of points where Aegis could have been saved, but everybody decided to to back as uh, Psykit's favourite person. Daddy Savlon. I was a little bit of Daddy Savlon. I was hoping you'd say that. Hey, uh, that's probably um, that's probably a nice sort of segue into uh, into the other one about. Uh, there we go. The Azimuth conducts AX weapons research. That was one that came out on the uh, the third of January, um, where Azimuth Biotech is outlining its plans to support the war efforts against Thargoids by improving anti-xeno firepower um with ceo torben Raidmaker explaining that the biggest limitating factor of the ax weapons is the number that you can install on your ship suggesting that new improvements will be will see this being rectified uh, again not knowing how to out um how to you know outfit a, a thargoid buster is it the fact that you need more of these ax weapons on your ship that's going to be the limiting factor it'll it be nice help. Yeah, it would help you because you're limited to four. 
in terms of the number of slots or in terms of it just overheating or how's it oh, no, number of in slots, terms of but... just what you're allowed yeah you're allowed for um for like tech broker or guardian weapons things along those lines what azimuth is hinting at thursday cg being is some kind of um a situation wherein we're going to give them lots of materials and they're not going to do anything nefarious with it and act perfectly well <laughs> and have a um and we'll we'll suddenly be able to unlock more weapons on our ships so what 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 would the extra weapon be for your loadouts if like you could literally get one anything more? <laughs> um i'd probably take my I'd, I'd personally probably end up um putting different weapons on my corvette and taking that out given the opportunity to have more um more firepower that is um convenient again more convenient in, against um thugs but we'd have to see there'd be a lot of testing yeah I admit, I just want... even in my crate um you know even in the crate which has got five hard points i sort of slapped on i'd forgotten about the limit and i started whacking on these enhanced multi cannons and then hit four and it's like oh I've got a spare hard point that I can't put. So it was a bit arbitrary. Well, I, I got some advice, but it seemed it felt a bit arbitrary what to put on the fifth hard point. Um, so, it was, yeah, if this limit gets lifted, then even the crate, you just whack five AX multi cannons on it. I, so want, again, my, new I want my T10. My T10, I want with every single hard point with an AX. Yeah, cannon. that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? The DACA, the DACA coming off that. <laughs> yeah. the, the satisfying DACA would be amazing. <laughs> um so again new question then so standard standard weapons do nothing at all not even no they do they do a little bit it's depending on the weapon really but they do um they they do like a little bit of damage so for example your 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 normal layout well before all of the big enhanced weapons and stuff started coming out the 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 build that i went through with uh, and still fly pretty regularly is a crate mark 2 with four um ghost cannons on it and a beam laser with thermal vent which works lovely it's a lot of fun um but um it's no it's it's no type 10 with a lot of daca and i just think <laughs> i think we'd be we'd get into the world of meme builds which would be really fun uh alec what do you think yeah i just have a question for psyche actually so yeah i i mentioned that um i had my fifth my spare fifth hard point and uh-huh. I, I asked somebody what to bung on it and they said beam laser thermal vent so what is that doing for me you know when, when you fire your go your ghost cannons if you're using ghost cannons or if you're using anything no, if you're yeah. if you're firing firing your weapons you have a um a uh, a possibility of overheating the other thing that happens if you're firing that beam laser constantly um you have a constant line of sight as to where the um as to where the Thargoid is. If it's oh, in, nice. in, yeah. in the dark, that gotcha. can be it can be a little bit problematic gotcha. um, to to see it, especially with all of like your your hazy bits that come so off. It's a big laser pointer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially. And also if you're running really cold, um it's not gonna f- it's it can't get a lock on you to fire your wet fire. Is it, so that's keeping you cold. That, that's redirecting yeah, yeah, yeah. the heat. Yeah, it redirects the heat, it keeps you cold. Nice, cool, got it. And long That's range cool. because just because I can because do that. Because songs move quite a long way. Yeah. And yeah. it's easier to keep them in. So, yeah, mine's long range thermal vent. Neat. Okay. So it's not actually a destructive weapon. It's literally just a cooling system. Well, no, and it also will take down the shields. Uh, okay. And if and you're doing that, you don't pointer. need to do the um, uh, heat sink drops. 
Or do you still need to do I, that? I, I still, well, I still fire, I'm still firing off four Gauss cannons, which do an awful lot of, um, an awful lot of damage, but they also make you a little bit toasty. But also if you do, as you get toastier, if you do get caustic, um, likelihood is that, um, in my, my experience, in my experience, I'm not like an amazing Thargoid combat person. I've just done a fair amount of it. But my um, my experience is um, if you get caustic, whack on um, uh, silent running and then whack your, um, do a couple of um, gauss shots and then you burn off the caustic damage, basically. And then you drop a, a couple of heat sinks to stop that from um, being an absolute nightmare and being a little bit on fire. <laughs> right okay i'm I'm definitely gonna have to hit you up when i start uh tackling thargoids because it sounds a hell of a lot more complex than uh than i thought it was going to be so it's an end game pvp pve so um yeah it's, it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world it's a lot easier now than it was back when the thargoids first appeared and all we had was like a handful of weaponry now we have options which is really nice <laughs> Cool. Okay. The um, just the last bit of news we've got from from in game, and that is the retrospective, uh, three part retrospective look on um, thirty three oh eight, which has been posted as well. I haven't had a chance to dive into this, but uh, has anybody had a chance to read through it? Is it an interesting uh, interesting articles? It's just, uh, it's just a retro- oh. retrospective, isn't it? Just yeah, we're we'll kind of be going. Yeah, we'll be kind of going over it later. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, fine. I was going to say, is it because well, obviously we've got Galnet News ourselves? So you know, should you bother reading this, or should you just just load up Galnet News? I think you should probably just going straight to Galnet News. Galnet News Digest does a, a, a does a fantastic job of this. Exactly. With added so. sarcasm. <laughs> Um, we talked about having options for for weapons and how um, how it's maybe not easier, but certainly a little bit more straightforward to take on the Thargoids. The war progress as it happens. So at the moment, give you a quick war update. We've got 329 systems are now lost to Thargoid control. That's up from 245. We have 28 that are currently in invasion state, and we have 51 that are in an alert state. Um, somebody explain to me what the in invasion state and alert state. I take it alert state is just before we go into in invasions. Yeah, alert state is where uh, the Thargoids are probing to see whether or not that system is soft enough to attack, and you manage to stop them by effectively destroying scouts, running missions, and um, destroying the Orthrus Thargoid type, which you've got to find uh, and stop it from reporting back. Nice. I'm definitely going to jump into some of this Thargoid stuff. Yeah. Uh, the invasion state is uh, what happens if you don't manage to stop the alert state. And that's the that's the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to run through the um, the next bit? Because obviously I am not uh, I am not up to date on the uh, the AI managing to save HIP 28866. Somebody else want to run through that? Yep, well, I'll quickly run through it. The anti-Xeno initiative have managed to save HIP to 8866 from Thargoid invasion. So that was an alert state. Uh, they've managed to stop that. They've, they've poss- they possibly could save Gabia and Nile uh, by Thursday. However, it does seem that Scythica seems impossible to save from Thargoid invasion. So that one's going to go to control. And despite my best efforts in HIP 20719, it looks like that one's not going to make it either. Um, <laughs> admittedly, I haven't had much luck stopping the, 
the Thargoids there. You're, you're trying to do it on your own, Colin. It does feel like it. Like one man's war. One man's <laughs> war. It's just me manning the barricades, waving one little flag. Rambo. <laughs> Rambo defier. Um, yeah. uh, Operation Ida, they've been doing some research into the post-Thargoid recovery state. Um, and it seems that you don't have to do anything. Uh, they've been looking at it, and it, it seems that you just leave those systems alone and they automatically recover after four weeks. They've done a whole lot of complex calculations, which I've put in the show notes. But um, So they've, they've instructed their members not to bother supplying stuff to, to um, the post-Thargoid recovery systems and concentrate on other things. That seems disappointing. Sorry, I completely missed that. I I know there was some there was something going on with Opido. I saw a lot of people retweeting stuff, but um, that was during that was during my most comatose period. So, the, well, uh, you, you're saying that it's like just four weeks and it's fine after four weeks. Uh, it, it does appear to be. They've done. They've been doing a lot of calculations, um, basically comparing two systems, one which they were working on, one which they hadn't. And it turns out that both recovered at the same rate, so it didn't matter what the what missions they ran, what uh, what goods they they carried to the system to try and rebuild it. It didn't seem to move those chevrons on any any further. So I don't know whether or not that's actually a bug or whether or not that's uh, that's gameplay. Got to be something that they 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 change to actually mean something. I imagine either this, probably not this Thursday, but next Thursday, suddenly they're not going to see those increases like they were. Because wow, uh, well, Operation Ida is such a, um, they're such a, um, a well-organized machine. It feels like such a shame yeah. to not give them a really imperative part of the um, of the work to do. Yeah, it, it's it's it was a bit. A bit of a shock, actually, because Operation Ida that just, they were one of the ones that just went, oh, we're not going to bother with the uh, uh, trying to defend invasions because we, we don't seem to work. And that was on the first one. And then all of a sudden, they turned it round when they found out they could, when they altered the figures. So, yeah, it, it just seems a bit weird that no matter what they were doing, it had no effect. So you know they've said, well, we're not going to waste our effort. We're going to we're, we're going to concentrate on other things until it's ready. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so just trying to think of anything else we've got to cover on that one. So uh, I suppose just before we get into um, an ad break and our main discussion, probably a good chance to have a look at the the store. Store alert. say goodbye to those wonderful christmas skins did anybody actually manage to pick them up or did anybody pick all of them up i know i got jumpers i got jumpers and uh snowman heads but i didn't get anything for ships 
No, I didn't in the end. I was going to, but I didn't. We see. I don't. Have they gone yet? You, there's still time. You can still go. No, they'll be gone by now, surely. <laughs> yeah, they, they they will have gone. In well, actually, we've got until the fifth. So they were they were there when I checked earlier. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're there to the fifth. But as this is recorded on the third, and normally takes a couple of days, <laughs> you've probably got just today. Actually, do you know what it was? I got enough presents from Sandra Claus. I didn't need to buy myself anything else. <laughs> uh, no, I did like the Christmas jumpers, though. Um, I was uh, I was well impressed with that, having obviously been new to the Soul Space Legs thing. So the fact that you could go around in a Christmas jumper did make me smile. Uh, the only thing that would have been bad sailing around in a woolly jumper um that would have made uh, my christmas in elite dangerous so much better oh i do miss david braven in his christmas jumpers um cool okay in which case how about we go to a quick ad break and then we'll come back for our main discussion which is going to be a quick look back on the year that was dreams humanity's dreams the hope to live among the stars early times we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there maybe even live there the brewer corporation has made this dream a reality constructing intricate cathedrals of metal circling numerous planets across thousands of systems now human bubble stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit free to dream free to live and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail brewer corporation the first step into the unknown come join us free. There's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of one. A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? A surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. And introducing our massive meat hamper, it's a family of four. No, 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 that should say feeds a family of four, right? Stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four. Okay, I'll stick to the script. Yeah, you do that. It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the station mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low. Oi, how you doing, my brother? So you run some data and you left your little sidey and you're starting to think about maybe a ship that can punch a little bit harder. Well, the Killback, the one with the little flappy wings, is just what the doctor ordered. It is multi-crew enabled and is the smallest ship with a fighter bay. So you can point and they will do your bidding. <laughs> it's got three utility mounts, two small and two medium hard points, plus a whole batch of compartments. So if you want a bit of fun, grab a Killback, my son. Space is vast, and pirates have needs just like anyone else. Introducing the Lonely Pirate Handbook, the ultimate resource for lonely pirates. 
Our guide covers the hot spots and not spots of interstellar space, from smugglers' dens to space station taverns, with helpful chapters such as how to be presentable in polite society, how to get rid of that nefarious rank, and my favorite, occasionally shower. Are your early advances often mistaken for attempts to rob or plunder? Oh, I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Prepare to be boarded. Frameship charge detected. Oh. Buy today and receive the Lonely Pirates chat-up guide for free. I've got a very large hard point. Would you like to see my very large hard point? You're so hot. You're making my temperature critical. Lower your shields. I want to inspect the goods. Come back to my place. I might let you touch my irritated anaconda. Are you smuggling illegal goods? Because you've got fine written all over you. The Lonely Pirate's Handbook. Now available in all Anarchy bookstores. We'll teach you to loot anyone's heart. And we are back. We are back with our main discussion, which is obviously going to be a look back on the year that was. Apart from we're going through our show notes and realize we've completely forgotten what happened in January. That's because January is one of those months where you just wish it didn't happen. And I think, from what I can see, January, I don't think a lot did happen, did it? Was it just bug fixes or was there anything? Yeah, there was, there was an update in January, but it was just bug fixes. Because they were, they were preparing us all for the big update in March, uh, and that was it. until that point. It was updates, and uh, there were a couple of things about uh, performance enhances uh, enhancements, which, to tell you the truth, at the time the game still needed. Yeah, I was going to say, when did Odyssey actually come out, and were they still scrabbling for sort of improvements to actual code? Oh, oh boy, now there's there's a touchy subject. Um, Odyssey came out on the thirtieth end of May. Um, 2021 and it did not go well <laughs> i think that's another statement <laughs> uh as, as you're probably aware uh, uh but what they did manage to do is they they managed to put in incremental fixes all the way through up to january where um i think it started to turn the corner just before christmas last year when it it became completely playable across the entire game i mean i was i was fine because i was exploring and I had no problems with the frame rate but if if I'd gone back to the uh, to do something like a conflict zone I would have been uh, my machine wouldn't have been able to handle it but by this point in in January they were they were still doing a lot of fixes to keep uh, to to improve the performance it's it's a shame actually because having played Odyssey with a reasonably open mind obviously I did see that there was you know, quite a lot of backlash from it but having played it recently yeah it seems a shame that a lot of the um things like the steam reviews are still very much focused on the game that was as opposed to the game that is um and it's it's really a shame to see you know, Elite Dangerous Odyssey to have such a bad review basis uh, on steam um it's mostly positive now if you actually look at the the, the recent for, ones, yeah, yeah, for the recent ones, it's mostly positive, but it's like No Man's Sky. It's going to take an awful lot of time for that that bad launch to be forgiven, I think. And in some people's cases, it never will be. Yeah, I see that's a shame because No Man's Sky is a bloody excellent game. I mean, that is, you know, that is Lazarus, Lazarus from the ashes. I don't think Lazarus did rise from the ashes. I think I'm getting no. It would have been difficult for, for him to rise from the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think even Jesus was that good. 
<laughs> oh man, I told you I was going to be. It's going to be a tricky night. Um, yeah, but it would be. I mean, No Man's Sky, fantastic game. They really have turned the turned that game around. I, I love that. That's uh, and considering it's even come out on the flaming switch these days, it's it is very impressive what they've managed to do with that game. But yeah, I don't think. I mean, Odyssey surely can't be as bad as what we're talking about with No Man's Sky, even at launch. Oh, it wasn't. Uh, it was nowhere near as bad as No Man's Sky at launch, but and um, there was an awful lot of expectation there and um yeah it's it didn't fulfill what a lot of people wanted i mean i was fine with it i I thoroughly enjoyed it because um i loved walking around on planets and but there was a lot of people that hated the new planet tech and i know that alec and um some of the others um didn't like what what had been done especially to world horizon worlds we had our reservations that's for sure yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, there's the whole sorry thing, um, but I think it's 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 turned its corner now. I think, and now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, definitely. But we had to go. Sorry, go on. Go on. I was just going to say, I I did my research and I've remembered what happened in January. Oh, go on. For the release notes. Absolutely nothing. If anyone remembers, <laughs> if anyone remembers, Frontier were bizarrely silent. You know, oh the yeah, they first, were. The first week of January went past nothing. The second, no, not a tweet, nothing on social media, nothing. Second week, nothing. Third week, no, it was weird. We it was. promised, co- well, did, we still got an update that we would get information at the beginning of the new year or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't there like big conversations about um us? This is gonna this is gonna drag up some shit. But mm. wasn't didn't we have like like we were having big conversations of how are we gonna do shows when there's literally fuck all happening? Wasn't that yes? Wasn't yeah, that, that, that was much possibly. But as so usual, how the turntables. <laughs> as usual, Lave Radio managed to step up to the task and managed to just talk about absolutely nothing to keep people interested. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, oh, we, we, spout, we spout shit so they don't have to. Exactly. Yeah, but there, there was actually a release. I remember there being a release because it came out of nowhere. It's, they didn't, uh, there was just one, tw- I think there was one tweet about it saying, oh, you've got update 10 now. Oh, right. Thank you very much. Because they were not talking about Elite Dangerous at all. And that happened all the way until March. When mm. we find out why they weren't talking about it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh shit! Yeah, okay. Now I'm now I'm back. I'm back in the room. It's fine. Yeah. You got it. Well, let's not spoil Mars. Let's go on to February, which, by all accounts, was still extremely quiet. But we did have the Buckyball Magic Eight Ball Championship. Oh, that was a godsend, Alec. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did spark things up, didn't it? Yeah, that was that was that was really great, actually. Because um, because we were, you know, the Buckyball Racing Club was sort of very quiet as well, actually. And I think you know a, a bit of motivation had kind of gone out of it and so yeah this just managed to kickstart it you know it's just like well let's let's do a season of eight races and we'll get volunteers to rerun old races so we don't have to spend too much time thinking up new ones and psychic and um brother sabathius and loads of people stepped up and said i'll do one i'll do one it was great and then we had a whole season that kept us going it was really good gonna be yeah. trying to do it again this year something oh similar. excellent excellent i will do better than my whatever place i was i'm gonna catch you psychic i will catch you no you won't you need to get good mate 
Yeah, good. <laughs> well, speaking about good, it looks like March was taking a bit of the uh, the good with the bad, or the rough with the smooth. Uh, update 11 came out. Uh, <laughs> Fleet Carrier Interiors was released and the jump sequence for that. And then, of course, the big cloud, the announcement of console cancellation for Odyssey. Um, and I, this is still, when I look at some of you know, Elite Dangerous actually posted anything on Twitter or anything. There's always someone jumps straight in there about how you know they feel abandoned about consoles, and you know they're still holding out hope that Odyssey will appear on consoles. I take it this did not go down well. Oh, that was an understatement. What do you mean? I, mean, I thought it went down really well. Everybody was super happy about it completely. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was. I mean, I, you could tell it was on the cards because you couldn't run Odyssey at anything decent on an equivalent PC to an Xbox or a PS4. And there was a whole load, there's a whole load of um, rules when you're releasing to the Xbox store that um, it's got to be backwards compatible. Uh, So you can't, you can't take Odyssey and release it on the Xbox X and not have it run on the Xbox, the original Xbox one. I mean, it, it, Odyssey would probably run okay on the Xbox S and the PS5, but as far as trying to get it to run on a PS4 or the Xbox One, not a chance. Oh, but I, did, I didn't realise that. So they have to be backwards compatible with the old tech. What is the point of developing for PS5 or the latest Xbox if it has to be... It, it's because it's DLC, isn't it? Odyssey's yeah. DLC. Ah, it's got a new game. Ah, okay. That makes I mean, they, they, they could try and get around it by releasing... Elite Dangerous Odyssey as a standalone product for those <clears throat> consoles, but I think the I think that opportunity is now passed, unfortunately. But you don't least... think there's there's a little corner of Frontier Development Towers where they are working on you know an Odyssey release for for consoles? No, already. no, I don't think no. so. No. Yeah, it's, it's just like the the three the the virtual reality department for Odyssey doesn't exist either. <laughs> Which is a shame. shame. Because absolutely, you'd have no problem playing Odyssey. If I can play Odyssey well on my PC, there's no reason why it wouldn't play well on a PlayStation Five. Can I ask? Actually, can you um, can you play Elite on a Steam Deck? I'm guessing you can. can. Yeah. Steam Deck's not as powerful as like the the these new consoles, is it? I read somewhere today. Uh, no, I mean it's it's fine. That's the thing. It's fine with Horizons. It plays that like oh, smooth as butter. I haven't tried um, Odyssey yet on my Steam Deck, but uh, Crash, the one for Crash and Crash Landings, he has tried um, uh, Odyssey on his Steam Deck and has done a few streams with it and has got decent frame rates, thirty, forty uh, FPS okay. on the Steam Deck on uh, on busy um, concourses and stuff and in. Um, in conflict zones so it is definitely doable and if you don't yeah. mind okay. tweaking the settings I, down i only sort of raised it because it was only today that i read some reviews i hadn't sort of looked into steam deck much but i was sort of looking today thinking mm, that looks quite nice but um it yeah so i only read today that it's performance you know it's sort of somewhere on a it, it, it's below next gen consoles mm-hmm. so i was wondering sort of how far it is on the scale from xbox to xbox you know the next one and yeah, the fact that it runs on that says anything about it not running on the Xbox. Yeah, I mean it isn't it isn't cutting edge hardware by any stretch of the imagination. But again, the screen on it's only 720p, so oh, the drop in resolution right. means that oh, that's you, know, you, you can play quite a lot of decent games at that lower resolution without it yeah, having to require okay. 
you know, cutting edge hardware. I, I love my Steam Deck. I absolutely love it. I got it just before Christmas. And uh, yeah, the ability to sort of fly from planet to planet um, in Horizons just you know, sat on the couch. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, I haven't tried Odyssey yet, but it is doable by all accounts. But um, yeah, it's not the prettiest in the world, but it's certainly playable. Colin? You know what? I just I was going to say something, but it just pops right out of my head. Oh, that's the, you're having a bad day. I'm having a sort of senior moment there. Um, just ignore me for the moment. Fine, we'll ignore you and go on to April. Um, let's see. We obviously after the after the Odyssey uh, cancellation announcement, uh, it seems that we got renewed communication from Frontier. Um, we got Twitch drops, which. Uh, Basically, I, I watched a few of the Twitch drops and I thought they were quite cool. It was quite a, a nice idea, a nice way of getting the community uh, watching um, watching the uh, the Twitch streams. I thought that was quite cool. Um, what was Zach's community event calendar? Yes, this was. I, I don't know to what. It, I mean, Zach was um, a CM, so I don't know to what extent he was coding it, but he was sort of fronting it on the live streams and talking about it. And it was this idea that there would be a an official event calendar where you could submit dates for things like expeditions or races, um, and they would appear on Frontier's community event calendar, which eventually launched. I can't remember when. Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, launched in April. Okay. So we've been talking about it for a while, and uh, it finally appeared in April. And then they used it in their live streams as a little focus each week. They'd they'd look at the month or the you know the fortnight and show what was coming up. It was useful for the buckyballs. It was great for the buckyballs, and it's been good for expeditions. It's I think it's died off a little bit over December. I hope it picks up again because um, it was a nice idea, but it does rely on the community doing there stuff. Charity streams and stuff were populated on there as well, which was a yeah. nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the event calendar could be used by, uh, I don't know, anti-Thargoid groups to say, right, we're going to focus on this particular point this week and we want an event, we want a separate event to, to defend against the, this particular yeah. system. The problem with that is that they take, like, especially at the moment, now this is obviously subject to change with um, changing sliders and making things easier or harder and stuff, but they're getting through like a few systems a, um, a week at the moment. Yeah. Well, a fair few systems a week. So, um, if they're submitting an event, the from, the amount of time between them submitting the event and then ah, it right, being right. on the calendar, it's likely to have been posted and disseminated through um, et, um umpteen amount of discords who have those notifications on from the announcements channel, and that's going to be old news then. So it's kind of difficult yeah it, it wasn't even ideal for for the races so typically we don't know the details the exact details of the race until maybe a couple of weeks beforehand um partly just because people are still haven't given it enough thought and then they suddenly think bloody hell my race is next week i better work out what it is um so i've submitted a few actually no i think i might have submitted them all and so, so it's clearly a human you're dealing with. You know, you're just sending details through to somebody who's reading the form and, and filling it in for you. So sometimes there's a lag in them getting around to filling it in. And the other thing is, I can't remember when it is, but there's a cutoff on start date. So if you leave it too late, you can't put the correct start date in because it's already past its window. 
Um, and I, did, the, I didn't realize the turnaround time on it was so long. Yeah, and the other annoying thing is that if you want to make corrections, so typically with the buckyball things, I'd get an announcement in early-ish when we didn't have the artwork, and then later on I'd want to update it with the artwork and the exact start system, for example, and things like that. And again, you're dealing with a human, and it's, it's so you're basically fill, you're filling in a form, but you're basically saying to someone at Frontier, could you please go to this event and change these details? I guess that's the only way it can be, because if you could directly fill in the calendar, then it's open to abuse and as usual. Yeah, but looking, still, it was it was fun, and it it I don't hope I hope it picks up, but it it, it did kind of work for the year. It was pretty good. So, looking at the obviously community events calendar. Uh, was that just for in-game community events, or I'm looking here? There's probably was there a community meet uh, before April that we've we've glossed over? I yeah, that's 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 what I well. put the dot in. <laughs> that's why I, I said, oh, there's something else. But the, yeah, there was a community meet in Cambridge that a lot of us turned up to and got. Let, let's say slightly inebriated. I don't remember. I don't remember going. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, of course I do. It was so much yeah. fun. Yeah, I mean, that was just before. Oh, the thing was that was just before the console news was was dropped, and there was um, there was a lot of console commanders there, all trying to get information out of the CMs, which was a little bit awkward. Yeah, yeah. But and what was, uh, it? was it? Just drink and food, or was there games it, it, played? Or it was drink, food, and a raffle. Basically, de- I, I, I think you'll find there was definitely a quiz. <laughs> well, the, the, I don't know whether or not the quiz really counted as a quiz when it was just after shouting. Everything is after shouting. That's that's really difficult to quantify. You can't say because Arthur was shouting, it doesn't make it a thing because then that negates everything that Arthur does. <laughs> uh, oh man. And of course, um, everybody is surprised about how tall Arthur was compared to to, to Zach and uh, Bruce. I remember someone saying something about that, wasn't? Didn't you? Didn't you psych it? No, I didn't say anything like that. I was. I spent a lot of time saying because it was back when um, I was I was really suffering with my back and all of that kind of stuff. And it was upstairs. The venue was upstairs, and there wasn't really any accessibility. So I'd had a little moan, um, a rare but fun rant from um, from Claire over here. Um, and bless Zach and his little cotton socks, kept coming to me and asking me if I if I needed anything. <laughs> I was like, this is the sweetest human in the entire world. I'm going to exploit it. Oh, I didn't, nice. obviously, but it was such a. It was really sweet. It was a really good time. Uh, ben, do you want to jump in? I was just thinking. I remember the time when you used to have to be shorter than David Braben to actually get hired by Frontier. <laughs> Are you thinking of Ed? By I'm think, well, I'm thinking. Think about all the CMs, frankly, originally, apart from Mike Brooks. Yeah, and Adam. Well, he's not a CM. Oh, Adam's not a CM though. Neither was Mike Brooks. No, but Mike Brooks sort of did a lot of community facing. He did off, at the beginning. At the beginning, yeah, when there was only like you know ten of them making the game. Yeah, I died there. It was more than ten people, obviously, at the very beginning. But yeah, it was definitely a much more, more reduced team, <laughs> much more reduced team than what they've got now. Mm-hmm. Crumbs. Um, cool. Okay, uh, May we saw the Frontier Developments roadmap, which included the schedule for updates twelve to fourteen, plus the revamp to existing key game features in early twenty twenty three. And also the details of how you could transfer your account if you're a console player and how that was going to work out. Um, 
No, I did. I did see some of this um, at the time, and uh, would you say it was it was a harmonious acceptance from the console players that they were able to move their stuff over to a PC if they had both and they were playing on both? Well, that was the one thing that they, that was really requested that when uh, it, the con the cancellation was announced, and I must admit, the yeah, a lot of people were confused that why didn't they have that ready to go when they announced the cancellation because there's a lot of people just said all oh, right we want we want to just move it over and uh yeah and that did take a, a bit of the sting out of it and i do know there's quite a few people who are enjoying odyssey now because they transferred the console commander over or copied it over i should say i think also the console the details of the console transfer i think were more than people expected you know mm, the, the, i would the, agree with that that was t- really everything apart from fleet carriers. The fact that you were oh. being given a free copy of um, Horizons, you know, it was, people were pleasantly surprised, I think. Yeah, it was everything except your ARCs because the ARCs in your fleet carrier, the ARCs couldn't be transferred over because there was financial implications with both the Sony store and the Xbox store. Yeah. Uh, but they just said, right, what you do, spend all your ARCs, then you do your transfer and oh, and sell your fleet carrier if you've got one. <laughs> and yeah, the, uh, I must admit the the console account transfer system absolutely flawless. I've transferred my old console commander over, played played with that commander once. Everything's there that needs to be there. And what what was the thing about fleet carriers? Do they not exist in the same server? Or fleet carriers are complicated because they 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 really. Uh, there's an awful lot of stuff in the background that uh, is done, you know, for the BSG and and where they're located. So they they found that it was the one thing that they couldn't transfer uh, safely. I had a slight hunch on the fleet carriers, just a thought about whether, was it technically a problem or were they trying to get people that weren't going to move to PC to decommission their carriers? Was it just a sneaky way of, you know, trying to get some of these, what were basically going to become dormant fleet carriers decommissioned? There does still seem to be a hell of a lot of fleet carriers in game, considering yeah. the price tag on them. I'm amazed every time I log into systems to see how many of them are just sort of sitting about the place. Well, the Golconda was really profitable for a lot of people. That's that was true. I think that's probably coming up. <laughs> no, that was before. That was around May, I think. Um, just around sort of this time when um, the, um, the the console transfers and all of that were sort of being outlined. There was a CG for um, help, helping out the Golconda, and um, the ship was um, the the payment was for like tritium, and it made everyone like multiple billionaires overnight. Um, everyone, everyone who took part in it, those of us who decided that we weren't going to take part and and regretted it for ages, but are now sitting on two billion bounties or are okay with it. But um, it's um, it paid for a lot of fleet carriers for a really long time. Yeah, um, uh, that was that was one week where I was sick and I couldn't actually join in. I I did four runs and got a billion credits, and I thought, yeah. wow, if only I would I would have my fleet carrier now. But yeah, uh, I missed it. I think I was probably busy practicing for a race or something, but <laughs> some stupid reason like that. I think there might have been a race on Alec. Mm. I think it's a possibility because I, I I was definitely I was 
obviously I was in game. So um, it, it it might have been my race. Was it the beginning of May? Uh, could have been. Could it might have been my race. It's all your fault. I haven't got a fleet carrying. Probably. Probably. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Do you want to come and fight some Thargoids? Because you'll make it in a few days. It's not a problem. <laughs> Okay, June, uh, we had update 12, which was what, illegal settlement defense missions uh, and plus doing stuff while remaining seated. Someone explain <laughs> to me what doing stuff while remaining seated is all about. Masturbation it's mostly. It's entirely all about masturbation. <laughs> ben, ben added that. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, basically what happened What, what was... am I being slurred about here? <laughs> oh, he's awake! <laughs> Oh, your reputation for self-pleasure. <laughs> it's um, all those calluses that you've got on your thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> My left. Oh, that doesn't help. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, I mean, what happened here was you could you could sit down on seats in the fleet carrier because you couldn't when the when the interiors and came out properly, you couldn't actually sit down. Uh, so first of all, they let you sit down, but you couldn't do anything. There was you couldn't interact. You couldn't run the chat window or anything like that. Uh, and that's where the old magna pants came from because you were able to sit down, you <laughs> activate your magna pants, but it would disable your HUD because of interference from your pants. <laughs> <laughs> so then they, they've gone and released. Uh, an update which allowed you to do all your interactions while sat down, and that was Magda Pants version two with his with his bug fixed. <laughs> and I, mean, I still got to do the advert for it. <laughs> you, you talk about bug fixes. Obviously, June again. We had the uh, the the last supposedly big look at performance optimizations. Is this was this the turning point for for Odyssey? Is this where it's really started to run smooth? I, I would have said it started running smooth. So, like I said, at the end of the previous year, at the end of 2021. Just because October, November, it was running yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, the, there wasn't the full, like, the sheer levels of salt that there was when Odyssey was released by the end of the year. Mm. So this is obviously uh, just the last sort of spit and polish then. Yeah, I think, I think um, you know, there are still performance issues and, you know, issues on the issue tracker, but I think, I think June's around about the last time that the, you know, the patch notes, there was obviously a, a clear push on performance. I think subsequently after June, I don't think they've really touched or, you know, they've done some incidental stuff, but there's never been any big, big hitter issues in the patch notes since June. There's always optimization that you can do, but it's, it's, it's at least playable by most people most of the time. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, obviously, July had LaveCon, but before that, it seems to be a witch hunt anti-salvation community CG initiative <laughs> to wipe Azimuth off the map. And this ties into LaveCon in the in the following month. So someone explain to me what the witch hunt was all about. I don't know. I don't know. Anybody, I anybody able to explain that? I, yeah. I, I don't I mean, know. It's weird, that, isn't it? It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Okay, so... <laughs> it's, um, it's a very weird one. It was... It was... It was. Um, it started as um, chat having a chat with um, my friend Celine about a... Um, um, about working towards... Working towards the... <laughs> the BSG and um sorting out <laughs> and and trying to remove um azimuth bio um biotech from as many systems as we possibly could as a way of using it, the in-game mechanics 
to um, retaliate against them. Around that time, before that point, before Salvation came out and it, he told us he was Caden Witcherly and we all of the um, the red lines that everyone had been making on their um, on their um, uh, on their cork boards came to um, fruition and we had more of a linear story. They were um, they were Taurus mining ventures and then they overnight they all became Azimuth Biotech. So we had an actual tangible okay. enemy in game to. Um, to fight against and go and um, do some bits against or try and um, lower the influence of, um, which is clearly um, what um, what the background sim is all about. Um, and we were like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll make something for um, uh, individual commanders. So not like getting all different player groups all together to do stuff. You're welcome from any um, any faction that you wish to come and join, even if it's not sort of running in line with the ideals of your faction. It was very, very, very much clear that these were independent commanders that were working towards the common goal. And it, it gained the tiniest amount of traction, like the smallest amount of traction, and then got featured a lot of times in law. We got blamed for a lot of stuff in Galnet. Um, we we we're still getting blamed for stuff in Galnet as as recent as today. So um, yeah, that's what that's what Witch Hunt was. Brilliant. And then to follow that through. What happened in July? We did more Witch Hunt stuff. Um, so so basically, we 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 spent the time. Um, pushing azimuth bio um biotech out of as many systems as we could possibly push them out of now some of that had unfortunate side effects of people who weren't able to get the mimbuni permit were no longer to get able to get the mimbuni permit because you know fuck me for thinking that frontier might have a second plan and be able to deal with that (laughs) (laughs) but we um uh, we um, managed to get get them down um, out of a lot of systems at the time. They've done um, since since the um, all of the shit that's currently happening. Um, they're a little bit more. Um, they're a little bit more stable. They're in some more systems. They've got an opportunity for people to get them in Rooney permit again now, which is which is great. But um, we. Um, which is great for the commanders who need who still need to have the marooning permit. Um, but we have um it's still a relatively active Discord, like people still chat in there and um we're still plodding on with certain bits and pieces, but it's not as um like June and July were literally taken up by me having notifications on my phone from different things that were happening from um from Witch Hunt and it was a lot. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was that was Witch Hunt, and it was it was awesome. Um, it was a really really cool player initiative, and just seeing that the the quantity of people who got behind it, um, and it, we, we taught we got to teach some people how the BGS worked, like BGS Basics One Hundred and One, which is always nice, and um, those kind of things. And it's and I I've met some new people through it, and what's not to like exactly and speaking about meeting some new people at it i suppose it was a, a good point to mention the one that's dear to our heart and that is uh Lavecon, which i was gutted to miss uh last year but how did that go for everybody it was fab <coughs> wasn't it, it was, yeah <laughs> it was good for the people that were there <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it was, i was it only was there for one day 
<laughs> it was just so nice to be, um, you know. It was so hot. Again. It was, mm. yeah, oh, it was. God, it was, it was hard to remember that now, but yeah. New venue. Highlights from LaveCon, what did we see? What did the um, what did the Frontier guys have to say? Anything exciting? Confetti uh, cannons. Confetti yeah. cannons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was nice. We had Tom and, we had Tom and people like that having a, having a fair, fairly free natter. But I don't think there was any... There wasn't any sort of wow kind of breaking news stuff, but it was just a nice frank discussion. There yeah, was some. They, sorry, go Alex. I was just going to say, yeah, they hadn't sort of held back any teasers or anything. Yeah. Any, there weren't any big new announcements planned for LaveCon, but there was there was some nice sort of insights into um, the same sort of insights we've seen in some of the live streams. You know, with interviews with Tom and Darren, there was some nice mm-hmm. background stuff. Plus, it's lovely just to actually catch up with the current batch of developers and cms and everything like that as well because obviously you know in the before times it was ed and zach and then then we had covid and then like basically everybody apart from sally has changed what they're doing yeah so new faces to get acquainted with yeah cool so other things in july just trying to make our way through the list so uh hip 224060 gets interesting with permit locks what was that all about they permit locked it Including disemboweled uh, ego SRV. Yeah, this, no, this no. is where. Oh, go on. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go call. Well, yeah, this is where um, things started to build up with salvation and his mega, and his mega weapon, and they they locked uh, HIP two two four sixty in preparation for it, much to everybody's um, surprise, and then that led on to future things. And going straight into those future things in August, update 13 and the Proteus Wave cutscene um, and the HIP 224060 uh, transformation. This was pretty cool. I mean, in terms of cutscenes that we've seen coming out of, um, of Frontier, um, this one is right up there with uh, I Bring Friends for those people old enough who remember that far back. Um, I thought this was a really, really nice bit of storytelling. Oh yeah, it was really good to cut. I mean, it's funny a lot. A lot has been a lot has been made of the fact that Frontier have I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it's like you know, implemented the technology to play cutscenes. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, playing videos. It's not it's not exactly cutting edge game development. So I never really, I never really bought the ability to play cutscenes as a big development. But it was a good cutscene. It just gives them the opportunity to. Um share that on on a game that is global and is happening in real time it gives them a really good opportunity to be able to share a a huge story beat with everyone no matter what time they log in i think that's why they were so excited about it yeah totally cole yeah i mean i I, as much as i I love what happened in um after the 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 proteus wave fired i really enjoyed the build-up to it it did it, I think it went on a little bit too long, but for the for the three or four weeks that it took defending the mega ships around um, around HIP twenty two four sixty, that that was that really got the you know got the it ticked the old Battlestar Galactica defending the ship uh, scenario, um, which has been expanded on in later points. But the build up was was really good, and then of course. When twenty two four sixty hit, um, yeah, I think that was a shock for everybody in a good way. Uh-huh. And the other shock that we had in August was that 
David Braben OBE steps down as Frontier Development CEO. Still on the board, but uh, no longer at the uh, yeah, the leading edge of the uh, the company. What do people think about that? Yeah, I think everyone just thought, right, well, <laughs> he's getting ready for retirement then, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> trying well, to figure out still, how old he is. He's still going to be incredibly involved with with Elite. I don't think I don't think you could you would have to tear that away from his dead, cold dead hands. <laughs> oh yes, that's that's very true. Is that to suggest that we still have the chance of seeing safaris in game? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, then were the days when they used to let him run riots at uh, congresses and stuff, and tell us really about the vision that he has. And, uh, yeah, and then, you safaris. The then you have Zach going, <laughs> "God, please don't talk." You know, just shut up now, David. What else did we have? We we had uh, the idea of having pirate bases in in asteroids. We had the idea that you can make your own bases if you were to get a, a thing and it would shoot them into the asteroids and it would create a base for you. And oh, he went he went wild sometimes with uh, with some of his uh, Congress speeches and stuff and his visions for it. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I don't I don't think he's going to be removed from uh, from Elite Dangerous. I think he's still going to have a uh, a very close eye on what's going on with it, and uh, we'll have for the for the foreseeable future. But yeah, it's amazing. Ooh, I on. do love it when David Braben goes a bit Chris Roberts. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> That's what you need—a bit of feature creep. Although, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it was it him that also talked about flying around in gas giants and having a bit of a mini game in terms of collecting fuel on on gas giants? I think I think that was us. Well, was that us? Oh, no, yeah, we were that was us. our own bloody speculation. That's just embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm sure it was. I'm sure they. I'm sure at one of the Lavecons we saw, um, we saw concept art of um, of uh, gas giants and, and flying through gas giants and Didn't stuff. We have those those electrical clouds and things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was there was the um, Lagrange point. Clouds and interstellar. Yeah, but these weren't these weren't originally done as Lagrange point things. Oh right, the, the artwork wasn't originally wasn't originally Lagrange. It was gas. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's uh, maybe that's the next big update. <laughs> maybe it's not walking around in ships, or or God forbid, being able to actually walk up the stairs onto your ship as opposed to being magically teleported, uh, or maybe you know lifts that hold more than one person. You know the, these these mega advances for <laughs> for the next year in Elite Dangerous. COVID rules still apply in thirty three oh eight and thirty three oh nine. Okay, even though we're in isolated space spacesuits. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love it. I do. I love the game. I love it for all the years. Oh, we've, we've got weakened immune systems, okay? Totally. Absolutely. That, we'll go with that. Um, and a Stargoid is born. Something else that happened in August. What was the Stargoid story? Well, basically, it, it was these um, lights that started appearing in the sky, and they started heading towards the bubble. And everyone thought, well, that's Stargoid then. Uh, to which all the Galnet uh, articles went. Well, no, they're not. They're, they haven't been confirmed as Thargoid. We're, they're not. They're not Thargoid in any way. At, you know, they're not Thargoid. And everyone else is going. Yes, they are. Stop lying to us. <laughs> I'm not saying it's Thargoids, but it's Thargoids. It's Thargoid. 
No, no, everyone said that it would. No, 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 no. I'm not letting it, people get away with this because so many people said that it was Guardians mm, because there was a little bit of blue in there. I'm it's pretty it's sure true. that Alec is included in these yes. people. <laughs> yes, hands up. <laughs> and I'm not letting you get away with it. <laughs> no. Good call. Good call. You're quite right. I like that. I, I like just... just retconning his last year. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes when things are just so obvious and the entire community assumes one thing, I, I do like to go the other way and think, well, hang on. What if, what if it's not? Hold on, let's not all get carried away. But it, it yeah, it was Starcoids, wasn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll keep Alex in the spot because obviously in September we have more Stargoids and the end of the Magic A Ball. Indeed. Um, eight months later, damn good race. Didn't get to um, feature the Stargoids. We should have incorporated them somehow. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have to incorporate the Stargoid War in the next season. Oh, God. That's right. You've got to fly through a maelstrom. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't got the final results to hand, but I don't think there was any great surprise that Shay Blackwood basically won. Um, and I think I'm trying to think who else. A couple of the Buckyball regulars did extremely well. Uh, Captain MD did extremely well. Um, yeah, it was good. It was, um, we did it because you you probably missed out on this, Fozzer, but we had a kind of um, we we did a point system. So there were eight races. <clears throat> excuse me and each each um so a win would get you 10 points and then a second place would get you nine and yeah so on and so on yeah and then we just added up the points throughout the season across the eight rates and you were allowed we, we did it so that um because obviously some people were going to miss races due to holidays and stuff so we made it that you just took your best six of the eight. Oh, nice um, yeah, it worked out quite well, actually. I know they do. I don't really understand. I'm not a massive Formula One. You know, I don't follow Formula One that closely. So I know they do more complicated things than just 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. But actually, I think that worked pretty well. I think it gave a pretty... I don't think there were any surprises in the final results. I don't think there was, anyone was objecting to the, you know, who came first, second and third. I think were we there any last-minute rule changes? <laughs> were there any last-minute rule changes? Yeah, we did... There were a couple of races where we were like, oh, oh no, we need to change that. So it was a couple of things. We had the idea, we, we always have in our races the idea of a, a regulation class ship, which is usually relatively cheap. And there's this sort of idea that anyone, you know, who's new to this or new players can still join in. And it also means that everyone in that class is competing on an even, you know, ship and not. So it's a skill competition rather than a who's got the best ship competition. And I think it took maybe the first month before we we really latched onto the idea of let's have the same ship for the entire championship. Normally we pick different ships for each race. So we we latched onto this Cobra. And it was a bit odd because there were things like one of the races we thought we would need guns. And so for the entire season, you were carting around these guns that we never actually used and things like that. But I think it was good. I really liked the idea. I really latched onto it, the idea that it was the same Cobra that you just used in every race. I'm never selling it. I'm never changing any of the modules no. on it. It is. Yeah, it me is. neither. It literally was the shit. It, I, it made me fall so in love with the Cobra. Yeah. I yeah, genuinely never felt like, never thought that I'd feel that way, but it was such, such a fun ship to fly. And the other thing we changed, which is always a difficult one, is originally we were going to allow the um the the eight hosts so each race was hosted by a different person and we were going to allow the hosts to compete in their own races um the thinking behind that being that these are old races that we were rerunning 
so the information on the you know anyone was free to look up the old race and practice it's not like the hosts necessarily had an advantage but in practice and i should have known this in practice it's just awkward you know what if you win your own race it's it's just <laughs> awkward it just doesn't it's not a good look <laughs> so so we changed that so that hosts would just get a sort of token one point for their own race i think that's what we changed yeah i think that's i think that's right okay so nothing else in september uh october was obviously the the spooky season um any highlights from the uh from the store that jump out at people can you remember what they picked up for the halloween there must have been some stuff there must have been a few pumpkin heads going on out there there were loads of um there was loads of free stuff again we've been we've been a little bit spoiled with a lot of free stuff <laughs> and we we had we had this um we had the streamer um the i think was this the first streamer drops for the um the no, it might be might have been the second. I think it was the second. Cause yeah, because we had the Azimuth drops as well. Um, but there were there were um two lot there was the streamer drops, which were the um the pumpkin faces things, and then the ones that you got for free with the new story that they bought in were the glowy ones, which made some excellent screenshots and spoopy screenshots. So that was pretty cool. Um I didn't buy anything, I don't know about anybody else. I'm not sure I did either. Actually, I think you're right. I think it was the free stuff. And the only thing that I was funny about, stuff, yeah, yeah, the only thing that was funny about the the Halloween was that there's the um, <laughs> there's the one that people I think um, colloquially refer to as the Bukaki suit. <laughs> the one I wear all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, one. Yeah, and I realised I was still wearing mine from a year ago, which was quite funny. Alec, you've still got your yellow one on now. I have. Yeah, I like it. It's my it's my suit. They they're glowy. They're cool. <laughs> oh, oh, it's lum- yeah. bioluminescent. I still haven't washed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I, come on, that's obvious. We'll go. You know, let's leave Lewinsky alone and let's just carry on to the next thing on the thing, which is oh the, god, good uh, good with the up to date references there. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> it was the whole not washing it thing which going into it anyway moving on um so the <laughs> community managers kidnapped on live stream what was that all about did you not see it i didn't it was, i missed october it was quite funny so they did a thing so in their in their live streams this year they and they've been doing it more and more i think they've been basically using their green screen so it looks like they're sat on the station concourse or someone like that and for this particular live stream, they arranged it so that at the end of the live stream, uh, I, was it an NPC or I, I, anyway, one of the characters in the background would actually walk up to them behind them at the desk. But they'd been playing the live stream so that they kept cutting to the scene of this sort of um, villain, slow, you know, approaching the brace, base and then walking in through the door and then walking down a corridor. And then the final scene cut back to them in the live stream and this guy comes up behind them and Bruce sort of looks over his shoulder and goes, Oi, mate, do you mind? And then there's a, a kind of kerfuffle and the screen goes black and a bit of static. And they sort of played it that the CMs had been kidnapped and it was quite nicely done, I thought. Like it? Hmm? Did you say you spoke to Adam about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when um when Crispy and I went over to Cambridge in um November, um we were lucky enough to go to the studio and um they they we spoke to Adam, um the producer Adam, who actually does have a face about that scene, <laughs> and that it that that little bit was the the ending of the show. They cut so early 
from um, the actual show to pre-recorded. It wasn't just the very last bit that was pre-recorded. It was quite a bit before then. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I yeah, it was. I I I nerd out over techie streamy stuff, and that pre-recorded um, um, shit makes me really happy. <laughs> Okay, um, ooh, last two, penultimate month. Uh, November was the 10th anniversary. God, the 10th anniversary of Kickstarter. Wow, that, that, that does make me feel old. But fantastic that the game's been going on for, for 10 years. Um, did they do anything to, to sort of mark it, or was it just a, a sort of announcement on Twitter and everybody else in the community marked it? Everybody else in the community marked it. They, they didn't do anything, to be honest. I think it was mentioned once on, on a, one of the live streams. But, yeah, I mean, that was the point where I thought, God, where was I 10 years ago when, when they sort of announced that this was happening? I didn't yeah. know any of you a lot then. No, totally. It was, uh, yeah, crazy times. Um, Let's face it, half our kids were ha- weren't even alive. No, James had just just been born. So, yeah, crumbs. That is, that is quite shocking. Um, yeah, but 10, 10 years, and again, we're thinking back to it and thinking about the, the fact they always had this sort of 10-year roadmap or this 10-year plan, you know, I, I'm assuming that's from launch, but uh, it's amazing how long this game's been going and how much everybody's still invested in it yeah. 10 years after it initially sort of did the Kickstarter. Star Citizen say... still wasn't released. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, had to, had to. Everybody's thinking about the fact that it launched at the same time as Star Citizen, who's still... I mean, you talk about feature creep, God... Um, yes, Chris Roberts and Co. Still, still earning lots of money. Still, still developing well, away. Pushed for a billion pounds or something now. A billion dollars, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's, anyway. it's crazy. But I mean, yeah. I, I will be playing that game. You know, I will be playing Star Citizen when it comes out, when it properly releases, if it ever properly releases. But uh, <laughs> you know, big fan of that series as well. It would just wow. I tell you what, though, ten years. If you said to those people who were backing Star Citizen, and I backed it as well at the same time as I backed Elite Dangerous. Oh, did I? Yep. All All your Christmases come at once, Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen. Um, But if you told me then, yeah, you can back this Star Citizen thing, but in 10 years' time, uh, you still won't actually have an official final final game launch. I wonder how many people would still put their money in. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I know I wouldn't. I have it's one of this my one big regret because basically I was there thinking, you know, for that I could have put an extra hundred quid into into Elite Dangerous and had actually had a station named after me instead. You have a station <laughs> named for you. <laughs> yeah. I could have, you could for a certain level at at the Kickstarter you could have you could have got um a station named. Yeah. I mean that was crazy money. That was absolutely yeah. crazy money. But people did it. Yeah, yeah, people did it. People spent five grand on a book license, remember? <laughs> That's that's true. People did that too. <laughs> and we some had Kickstarters paid... for our Kickstarters. Yeah, and, and yes, that's a good point. Kickstarters yes. for Kickstarter. God, yes, all those people that bought the yeah, license. yeah. And I, and still, seriously, I wish I had the balls to have done that. To be honest, I really what? do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to do the book because I know that there are three, the, there are three Kickstarters for books that have never appeared. And these, oh, that's yeah. the even after these That'd 10 years. And I'm, I'm still a bit bitter about that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, up until the point that you mentioned it, I had managed to forget about the fact that I'd lost some money on the Kickstarters. But mm. yeah. How much was uh, Shinrata Desra? Because obviously someone paid oh, to get... That was uh, Liquid, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. God, I can't, I can't believe I dug that name up. 
Was that a thousand? Was that a thousand pounds on the Kickstarter? Oh, something? more than that. It was more than that. Was it? Could, yeah. yeah. It was. It was the. It was big. You know what? The Kickstarter is still there. I'll look that up while you carry on. <laughs> okay. Uh, why three k? So Grant's saying it was three thousand. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Grant would know. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though three grand, three grand. Or maybe it's three k that Grant spent. Maybe. It's a good name. I mean, we, we we should count ourselves lucky that it's not just um, Station McStation face. Yeah, Debbie does Dallas. It should yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Big Willie Dong Station, which would be more like it. Chris and Sylvia's Paradise Hideout is my favourite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Station McStation face, though. Ten years ago, that was that was never a thing. So it was never ever going to be that. But yeah, it could have been a lot worse. And again, going back 10 years, I can't even Name, remember what, what, what week, was it. But... Is, is it naming the secret founder system? Is that the one that, the, yeah. that was yeah. five grand? I'm it just looking at it now, grand. yeah. And Liquid, I mean, there was something about it. I think we did it on one of the earlier shows, but there was a there was a point to Shinra to Desro. It was a, a, an amalgamation of family names or something. Somebody needs to look it up, but it, you know, it meant something. something in Arabic, isn't it? Yeah, it meant something to him as well. So it wasn't just a... Yeah. A throwaway name. It was. It was something that uh, you know he had put a decent amount of time in. Alec, I was just going to say five grand for one station, and I got the buckyball ad in every station for free. Oh, that's got to hurt. Ooh. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I just got an email about my station. <laughs> oh, hey, I just I even just even Lee Radio's got a station. We've got two. Oh yeah, sort of. <laughs> I have finds the Lee Radio network, which I do find funny. Um, okay, update 14 and the arrival of Tyrannus, um, and it's now war. Uh, what was update 14? A war, really? Yeah. War, it was, li- <laughs> it was literally like two, mo- two months ago. I-, I can't remember what I did last week. I feel like I'm going ago. through some strange fever dream with this episode. <laughs> it was two months ago. <laughs> the Stargoids came, then the Stargoids arrived, they became maelstroms, and it all of it kicked off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose then December's quite easy then because that was just more war, basically, yeah. with seven more Stargoids. Yeah. Yep. On on the war thing, and I want, I'm trying to remember, this might even have been last year, but does anyone remember a statement from Arthur, possibly in a live stream, where he was doing his sort of, you know, nod, nod, wink, wink about what was coming in the future? Mm-hmm. And he said something like, We've done something we don't think has ever been done. That's January. The... That was supposed to be the beginning of this year's update. That's this, isn't it? That's the war, don't you reckon? Yes. Yeah. No. No? You don't? No. No, that's that's coming. That's coming. That's Ooh. that's the thing that's coming up. 100%. Uh, okay. Mm. But dive into that for someone that's just gone back into the game. Something that's never been done. Well, this war has never been done. There's this, this, this thing. I There's something similar in... Um, uh, in Eve Online, about the, f- the I think it's is it the Flex or something like that, uh, where they've got an alien try- alien race trying to invade their their play area. But I don't think that picked up. I'm trying to remember the wording. It was like never been done in Elite before, and a lot of people picked up on the fact that it was Elite and not Elite Dangerous, and so it crossed the. But it, I didn't think it was I, in I any video think, game. Yeah, I don't think that that is. Um... I don't. I don't think um, there is um, much to draw, like the line when mm. when people are talking about Elite Dangerous and referring it referring to it as Elite. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think that's a very tricky um, 
thing to pick up on and be like, oh, oh, let me put my tinfoil about that. I, I, I think a lot of the mechanics that we've currently got, like the the only things that are really new are the progress bars. And I don't think that's, an, and obviously the maelstroms, but there's not really anything happening with them at the moment. So my, and what they said was the, the thing that's coming at the beginning of next year is going to be like, a complete overhaul, a brand new thing on um, a brand new thing that hasn't been seen in Elite before. That was my memory of it, anyway. Mm. Well, the war's done very well for the um, the Steam ratings, that's for sure. If you go into Steam charts and look in December, we're up forty two percent over what was on November. That's because it's fun. I know, <laughs> and there hasn't been this many players playing in Steam since Odyssey's launch. Which I think is it's great because you you go to some of these places and this the chat window is is sort of buzzing. Great! It's really fun to jump in with a big because instancing work like for me at least instancing has been really good um, as of late. So if um, if I'm jumping into a war, be it in my PG, let's face it, I'm streaming, so I'm in my PG. But if I'm jumping into a, um, a Thargoid war and there are there are folks that can come and join and we don't even need to be like teamed up or anything like that. We can just play and it's really fun doing the Thargoid combat in a big group. It's equally as fun doing the Thargoid combat around a um a, either a planetary base well predominantly a planetary base or like um places where the Thargoid combat wasn't before and the precursor to that was obviously before um uh before daddy savlon's proteus wave went a little bit pete tong um the precursor to that was having the fights around the um oh what's it so the the mega ships so good yeah so in regards to future updates 15 and 16 what are they relating to do we know well that, this is the, this, this is the, the kind of thing that um psychic was referring to in the future we thought we were only going to get one more update but it turns out we're going to get two two um, 2023 at least confirmed at, least at the moment two. at, at least, least two i don't i don't think we're just going to get two i think we're going to get more than that well i think we're going to get two for this financial year uh and then because what they did last year is they didn't confirm anything new for Elite Dangerous until May. Uh, and that's what I'm, I'm hoping they'll do this year, is that they'll confirm that there's another year's worth of content coming, probably towards year-end. But, um, yeah. Uh, judging by the way that this has gone down, um, I'm hoping that they've turned around and said, oh, looks like we've turned a corner here, let's build on it. Yeah, no, that would be good. Okay, well, that wraps up the year that was. Is there anything that people think we've missed? Anything that they want to just go a little bit deeper into? Anything that they really enjoyed? Anything they want to see more of? More war, obviously, <laughs> by the sounds of it. I think I think the big one that people were, were expecting was on-foot Thargoid combat. Um, yeah, uh, I, going back over what was there for the whole year, I think that was unlikely for this year. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I can see this war lasting quite a while. In fact, you know, when you look at the statistics, we're going to lose a lot of systems next next week to Thargoids, and um, that's going to carry on until something happens. Cool. It'd be interesting to see what the actual Thargoid creatures themselves look like if they ever go down that route. Um, I can't remember again. 
my memory is rubbish, but I'm sure when I was in Frontier Towers many, many moons ago, there was an area of the um, of the dev team had some uh, Thargoid artwork. In fairness, it could have just been the ships at that point, the Thargoid artwork and the wall, and we were we were definitely told that we weren't allowed to look in that direction, and it wasn't all final and everything else. So it'd be interesting to see some concept art of what they're thinking that these Thargoid races outside of ships would look like. There was some, wasn't there? There was some leaked... Was this is, leaked? So maybe again, maybe this is yeah, my model brain. Maybe I've seen ago. it online. <laughs> there was a leaked model, and I think it was scraped from in, from game files. But yeah, you know, it, it was so long ago. It, it, it's, it's little more than concept now. I think. Yeah, but it doesn't stop Yamix making about seven videos out. <laughs> no, <I think. laughs> well, I mean, obviously, it's it's a hot topic. I mean, let's go around the room. Would you like to see you know Thargoids on planets with uh, with disruptors and stuff, and have a bit of um, first person shooters against the actual aliens themselves, or do you not think it's needed? Uh, start with you, Colin. Oh, of course I do. I, <laughs> of course I do. I mean, what's the point of getting out and foot without blasting away some aliens? Yes. Do you want to know more? <laughs> it's the closest we'll get to very even safari i think at this stage um ben well thargoid eyelids that's that's what's that's what's going to be the thing isn't it nice so i don't think i do <laughs> no uh, yeah, i'm, I'm way i'm with the whole you know, less is more kind of thing you think and that it's I, scarier I, I to have them behind glass it's scarier to have them behind the scenes rather than us running around killing millions of the suckers psychic i don't know Honestly, I'd like um, I'd like more things to do on foot. Obviously, because it's fun to shoot someone in the face. But um, I don't <laughs> think um, I don't know necessarily. This is going to be quite controversial as well. I feel like um, we might we might actually just be looking at thargoids, and these aren't vessels; these are the actual creatures. Interesting. Now, like like uh, let's wreck on it to be those are the actual creatures that we're looking at, rather than those being something that we can fly however if that was the case project seraph would go out the window so maybe there is something i don't know i'm confused but i would it's going to be interesting to find out either way alec yeah i i think it's almost inevitable now even if originally the idea was that maybe there wasn't a pilot in the ship that the ship was the thargoid i feel like from frontier's point of view um I think there's there's such an expectation for on foot thargoids. I feel like they just they can't not do it now. Interesting. I'm I'm with psychic. I honestly don't know uh, how I feel about it at the moment. Just with getting back into the game and finding my space legs in terms of shooting other humans, I'm not sure if I need thargoids on planets at the moment. But again, that's why 2023 would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see where they take it. Um, Okay, let's let's quickly whiz through community corner and then wrap this show up because I think we are going to be slightly over our normal two hours. So uh, we started like twenty minutes late, so we're all good. Twenty minutes. I was ten minutes late, and yes, you can blame me for that. Um, twenty minutes so, was it? Was it that was it that little? At least fifty. Ah, at least an 11, hour, Colin. Yeah. It was eleven <laughs> minutes late, and let's face it, about seven minutes of that was because. Th- the four, five of us were just nattering and then suddenly realised, oh shit, we should be starting the show ten minutes ago. Yeah, it's a good job we don't have anyone listening in here. <laughs> That's why we don't record the pre-show. <laughs> Except we do. <laughs> um, 
So Thargade, uh, Flee from Soul, a wonderful parody set to music, set to um, uh, Feed the World by Band-Aid. Still, still topical. We're still in the sort of uh, the festive period, so you still have to go and check it out. Uh, it's a, for a fantastic charity. It's the one that we always uh, support, and that is the wonderful charity of Special Effect. Um, and that helps people with um, uh, disabilities get into gaming by uh, finding ways, innovative ways that they can actually um, interact with the the gaming systems. Um, we've supported them for well, probably since uh, probably since the Kickstarter, or very soon after the Kickstarter. So, uh, if you want to go and support, and please do go to justgiving.com forward slash page forward slash Thargate or tinyurl forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash Thargate as well. They're currently sitting at 2,351. Um, normally we have uh, Galnet uh, News Digest after the show. This time we're going to go for a bit of a pivot and we're actually going to play you. For those people that haven't seen it, we're actually going to play Three from Sol. And I, I just, I've watched it a few times today and the music is fantastic. It was arranged by Commander uh, Tocoso and the video was composed by um, LCU No Fool. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, so do go and check it out. And after you do, make sure you go and uh, donate to a special effect. It is a fantastic cause. Um, any other business? We've got the Kerbal Space Program, which is a game I have yet to get into, but I knew, knew I have watched many streams about it. Uh, Kerbal Space Program and Shadow Tactics are free on the Epic Store uh, between the 5th of January to the 12th of January. Um, Quick shout-outs. Uh, we'll do the shout-outs. So obviously, the team on uh, Dex Island are taking their well-earned break before their Season 2 return. Um, but there's still plenty of material to fill the void, so point your auto-assistant to your favourite podcast app, including Spotify and Audible, and search The Dex Legacy. There you'll find bonus edition interviews as well with cast members with the writer Emily Inkpen. There's also plenty of bonus material and merch at thedexlegacy.com. All proceeds of that will go towards making of Season 2. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30 UK time. You can tune in at twitch.tv forward slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or just for the audio, you can go to radio.forthemug.com. And for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me forward slash Elite Dangerous CQC. We'll always, we'll always, we'll also always be giving out shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year or so, uh, and our, our regular standard contributors. So we've got uh, the Flight Assist, we've got the Guard Frequency, who do do other space games as well, and uh, Loose Screws. Uh, massive thank you to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat and the in-game commanders. Uh, smash, uh, special thanks to Commander Tokoso, Junior Tracks, and Alan Stroud, who create the music used on the show. And that's it for another episode of Lay Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at layradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com forward slash Radio, tweet at Lay Radio on Twitter, or toot, which is new to me, at Radio at spacey.space on Mastodon, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io forward slash Radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where our commanders come and hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio. Com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss on future episodes. We record the show live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and we stream out on laveradio.com forward slash live. A massive thanks to 
Let's have a look who's been on the show today. Uh, to Ben, to Colin, to Psychic, and to Alex. And a massive thank you to Chris for who is working behind the scenes on all of our tech stuff. That's it for this episode of Lay Radio. Until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. The 20th century traditions that have survived to this day is the charity single. Each year at Christmas, the charity singles must take part in a duel to the death because there can only be one. Typically, a large group of fading musicians, celebrities and non-entities are gathered in one place to make the blandest and most disturbing song ever recorded and then people are urged to donate money for the deserving. Alice, put the crockery down. There's no room, we can't take it all with us. This year, the cause is Thargade, a charity dedicated to helping poor people flee the bubble ahead of the impending extinction of mankind. We'll just have to choose. Yeah, choose between the china and the, uh, the special toys. Just make sure you bring the damn whiskey. Fanny Longburn and Willie Stroker are hoping to revitalise their careers by performing on Thargade. Fanny has great enthusiasm for charity, provided it starts at home. We are joined here in the studio by Fanny Longburn and Willie Stroker, who will be performing in Thargade. Welcome to the studio. Thanks. It's great to be here for this amazing cause. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? There's an amazing array of stars performing for this charity event. We've got the Tocoso, Orange Phoenix, the Psychit, and the Father Bill, and many others, all giving their precious time. Who the fuck are they? They're the other celebrities. Well, I've never heard of them. Who's that in the scarf with the chrome dome? Oh, that's Commander Burr and his wife, Rini. Wow! He's punching above his weight, isn't he? Fanny, this is for fundraising. Can you turn it down a bit? Oh, uh, yes. We need people to give now. Give money. Every second counts. Just do it now. Don't go down to the pub. We need your money now. 
not later, or tomorrow, or whenever you fucking remember. We need it now. Shall I give out the address for people to send donations? Fuck the address. Let's just give them the number. The number to send your donations to is... 142950345279911. That isn't the donation hotline. That's your bank account number. The money's supposed to be for charity. Just give us the fucking money! Funny! QVT, QVT! This Christmas they're gonna kill all of us. It's Christmas time. There's a need to be afraid. And at Christmas time, they might conquer soul and infest lay.
yellow stars turn peace for me Solar flares are over me And everybody knows You scoop before you go Heat gauge rising gently Tanks refueled so quietly Our jump comes into view Let's head to somewhere new What the next system holds What sights we'll see Oh, let's be bold And fill our screens As we look for mystery A pulse wave booming in the dark Returns to us the hope of Somewhere safe for me and you Somewhere we can escape to When credits ain't alcohol A planet to call Let's keep chasing every dream A ring so rich, oh so pristine No one has to know how Our bookmarks won't be shown One day we'll own this hold and place First footfall turns into a settlement or two Named after me and you Our fleet will be security No one will mess with us Everybody has a dream Jump into the black becomes a scheme When credits don't mean grind Leave that far behind Everybody has a dream Jump into the black becomes a scheme When everybody knows Scoop before you go